You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to season three and episode number 151 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day, is Wednesday, June 28th. And that's a correction on myself because yesterday I said, today is Wednesday, record June 27th, <laughs> Tuesday. And it was even written in the little blurb that we put in, but clearly I think I needed caffeine too. Apparently. So it would seem. <laughs> uh, and after yesterday's rain, it will be a cloudy day here at the Beaver Lodge with perhaps some sun by the end. Um, it is also uh, for our Muslim kits and cubs, El Al Ada, one of Islam's main two festivals, which marks the climax of the annual pilgrimage to the Hajj, uh, which started uh, mm-hmm. a few days ago. I had actually made a note and forgot to mention it with all the going back and forth. Um, it's uh, it's basically translates to the festival of the sacrifice and it celebrates the willingness of Ibrahim or Abraham if you're you know if you're making a translation into judeo-christian religion to sacrifice his son on God's command and then God provided a ram sparing the boy's life in the story so the day is marked with prayers and giving of food to those in need so may your celebrations be joyous and may peace be with you um Mm-hmm. I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A, and with me as always is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Wednesday morning nibble for you, um, and uh, just, you know, quick little, uh, well, before we do anything, let's first ask Mr. Grizzly, how's your mental health today? Well, good morning, Mr. Beaver. Uh, Mental health wise, um, hmm. yeah, jury's out on that one. Uh, A little tired. Well, I woke up at 4 a.m. Oh, thanks. I woke up at 4 a.m. and and felt um, despair and emptiness and loneliness Mm. and and that, you know, general uh, I hate my life feeling that comes along with with the um, plight that is depression. I'm not feeling that right now, just when I first woke up. So I'm a little slow and I'm still on the uncaffeinated coffee because I'm not going to throw it out. I mean, I did brew it, right? So I should drink right, it. Right. I can't, look, there's, there are starving children in the streets of Ottawa that can't afford decaffeinated coffee. So 
Right. I mean, I know I'm I'm putting a little I, bit I, of humor I, in there, but I mean, it, there's a sense of realism in it. Don't throw it out if you don't have to. Is what I'm getting at. You know, if it's if it's still usable, use it. Um, it's not. It doesn't go bad. <laughs> hey, worst comes to worst, you serve it to guests. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. it's because I brewed, brewed a big pot of it and I filled my carafe. Yes. Carafe, you know, so I'll empty the carafe and then the, it'll stay in storage until people come over and somebody asks for decaf and then I'll brew them up a pot. There you go. Good morning, Kit Ellen. Good morning, Kit Elaine. Kit Jillian. Kit Linda M. Mike H. PNC Bio. It's lovely to see you. Ah, uh, yes, Kit the Daily Beaver. Kit Jen. Kit Tabby G. Kit Donna Monroe. Aluta Continua. Absolutely. Um, what, what does that mean? Aluta the continue? struggle continues. Oh, the struggle continues. I was thinking, well, well Luta, I'm thinking Luchador, uh, Luta, uh, wrestling. Yeah, Lut. Well, that, wrestle. yeah. Wrestling's called Lut in French. Yes, okay. So I was thinking the wrestle continues. Yeah. <laughs> the struggle, the wrestle. Yeah, you got it. Okay. All right. So I was yeah. on the right track. I was just doing a literal translation, right? Yeah. Which is... P- PC and Bio says triple up, it'll be a real cup. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll give that a go. I'll give that a go. <laughs> yeah, that's. But it's like if you're drinking coffee three to one to get the real caffeine, you're going to be spending a lot of time in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, because you know coffee is is both a diuretic and a um, a laxative. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, there you go. There. Why do you need a coffee enema? Just drink it, man. It'll come out. <laughs> the true north eager beaver. Where you come for your science <laughs> as well and nutritional information. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're the authorities. <laughs> um, before we start today, um, Mr. Grizzly, um, I did something yesterday. Good or bad? Something. Oh, something good. Oh, um, you, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. Uh, and we uh, talked about this movie hmm. on the show. You brought it to my attention. I didn't even know it was being made. I really um, want to see this. Uh, it's. Uh, I couldn't find it in Ottawa. Uh, apparently, it's coming to the Mayfair. Okay, that would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, I went to see Bones of Crows. It's actually been playing for three weeks at our equivalent of the Mayfair. Oh. It's been here for three weeks. Uh, I think today might be the last showing, mm-hmm. uh, according to, to the calendar anyway. They haven't issued next week's calendar. Uh, but they say it's been re- they say it's been well attended. Good. Um, yeah. That it's going to leave you with all the emotions, right? Uh, uh, I was very shook. Uh, I broke out in tears, uh, uh, probably about three different times mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, not at the parts, sometimes not in the ways I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew there was going to be a scene of separation because I saw it when we, um, the preview, when I watched yeah. uh, a little bit of Pour Trois Fleurs. Mm-hmm. Once we're done, uh, and I knew that that was going to be rough, um, and you know, because I was a foster kid and mm-hmm. I have been taken away, um, it uh, it was really weird. I was, um, it wasn't the kids being upset that provoked the crying; it was the mother. Oh, really? I couldn't stop thinking of what my mom must have been That's feeling true. like when, yeah. you know, I knew what I felt like. Um, but, but to see it, oh boy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I watched it. Um, it is a fantastic movie in its own right. Okay. Without the subject matter, without great writing, fantastic acting, incredible cinematography. They go through time. Mm -hmm. They literally go through time. There's different venues, you know, we're at the, uh, different venues um it's a parallel story of two sisters and how um one ultimately one for whom ultimately things work out and one for whom it doesn't um but it's way way more um it's going to leave you with all the, uh, the all the emotional baggage that you 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 uh, you carried into the theater you're going to leave in the theater basically from what I, when, what that's the feeling I get anyway. Yeah. When the movie was over, mm-hmm. um, I um, couldn't get up out of my seat. Oh, you know, there's some people when the credits were rolling were able to get up and mm-hmm. start making, and I couldn't. Needed a moment, um, I was vibrating. 
mm. literally vibrating, shaking. Uh, and I guess there's a couple of people in the theater who heard me cry. And there was this lovely, you know, when you say Gen Z is all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This lovely, lovely young couple. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, they were speaking in sign language a lot okay, as well. Uh, and when it was over, uh, they were talking to each other. And at one point she just turned around and looked at me and she says, do you want a hug? <laughs> I was like, I actually think I do <laughs> actually. <laughs> and that has never happened to me before just a stranger. <laughs> clearly to go see a movie and be that shook that someone would like do like and we had talked a little bit mm-hmm. and, and i uh was still vibrating and then the lady came in to clean the theater and says you know you can stay and sit here for a while you wouldn't be the first <laughs> oh wow <laughs> um and uh and i said no no i'm okay and i made it outstairs outside downstairs and then there was a bench in front of the movie theater and i just sat there and I think I was there for about like 35 minutes before I was like, okay, to get up and like get on my bike and wow. come home. I was shook to my core. Good to know. I, as far as I'm concerned, this should win all the awards, all the awards. Um, I didn't know there are some, Two Quebec actors uh, in there as well, Rémi Girard and uh, Karine Vanas. Oh, I um, love Karine Vanas. I've, yeah. I've chatted with her a number of times on the, on the Twitter. Lovely actor, lovely person, uh, incredibly talented uh, performer. Yeah. Um, and and Rémi Girard, if you've seen uh, Decline of the American Empire, the Barbarian Invasions, and uh, there's the third one in the series I can't remember now off the top of my head. Um, but I had very rarely ever seen him act in English. Mm. And yeah, what the interesting part is, is that Rémi Girard essentially played this same role in Portois-Fleurat. Okay. The black robe priest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> all the performances, all the performances are fantastic. So it should clean up at the Canadian Screen Awards then. It should. And I, I'm really hoping now, I know once this gets stateside and whatnot, you know, the connection and mm-hmm. the story doesn't, uh, right. Doesn't quite, uh, we'll resonate, resonate with as, as many people. people. Yeah. yeah. But, um, th- as this should be Oscar nominated, it should be, it deserves to be Oscar nominated and win. Mm-hmm. It's that good. So, um, uh, kids, uh, it's not a nice light night out at the movies, <laughs> uh, but, uh, if you want to feel something and if you want to see something really, really, really fantastic, it's hard, but it is art. It is art. Um, see that. And it's a really good story. Like if this was totally fiction and hadn't happened in real life, it would be. In, in it's Belgium. a fantastic story, um, but it's tragic because it took place, right? Right. This right. is the true story for a lot of families. Yeah, and it's the there are things you can relate. You do mm-hmm. not have to be indigenous to relate. Okay. So it's a, it's very, very, very well done. It's very well done. Um, all right. Um, so like I said, run, don't walk, run. <laughs> it's worth it. The um, all right. Uh, in the news a little bit, um, wildfires are still burning. We mm-hmm. still have over 400, about 490 of them. It's just, uh, that must be record. Yeah, it is a record. We've yeah. we have now burned record number of hectares. Great. This is now the biggest one, biggest fire season in Canadian history, by far. By far. Yay, uh, we, got summer, we got the rest of the summer to go. Um, and I think yeah, it's the, still early. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's still early. Um, so the wildfires have led to an evacuation order for the town of Leaf Rapids, Manitoba. Uh, the fire was fewer than 10 kilometers away from the town at that point. So, uh, 
pay pay some attention there. Uh, there was heavy rain in northwestern Quebec, which has helped in Quebec. They say that uh, at least they were saying yesterday that all of the the heavy rain has made a situation where all the fires are now contained, so none of them are burning out of control, which means hopefully they'll be able to start uh, ex- extinguishing mm. them with you know using water and various types of fire breaks and that type of stuff. Uh, but uh, with that big mass of smoke, uh, it was so smoky that uh, the water bombers couldn't do anything for a while. They were grounded. Um, it's too dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I can't see. Right now, there's a um, another uh, air quality advisory uh, for part of the Great Lakes region, uh, which has some of the uh, some of the worst air quality in the world at the moment. Uh, there's another special air quality statement in effect. Detroit, Chicago, and Toronto are holding spots two, three, and four on the global ranking for poorest air quality, uh, as of the news this morning. Anyway, uh, there's also warnings now. Not only for the east, but the west, for areas of Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and northeastern British Columbia as well for folks, uh, for mm-hmm. smoke. Uh, Montreal, on the other hand, things are getting better. It's improved uh, significantly here in Ottawa, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, also, in the news, I uh, missed it yesterday, but uh, David Johnston has filed his final report as special rapporteur with the Privy Council of Ontario. Are we at Players or Demorier air quality yet? Yeah. Yeah. We are. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> we literally are. Yeah. I think uh, I was reading something like a. I can't remember what the activity was, but they say it would have been the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes on a certain day. Great. I think if you had gone for like a half hour jog or something mm. or an hour jog or something. Um, but yeah, David Johnson had filed his final report with the special rapporteur, uh, as special rapporteur with the Privy Council Office of Ontario. Uh, Ontario, Privy Council Office. Oh my God, mm. I'm having trouble today. Uh, it's a, I saw PCO and I just said Ontario. The Privy Council Office. It's a confidential add-on. Uh, to the May 23rd report investigating allegations of foreign interference. So, of course, that prompts uh, the whole conservative thing to say, yeah, just get more cover up and hang. Hey, yeah. Because, you know, there's classified information in there. So, but anyway, we got the usual song and dance, uh, but it seems to have died down pretty quickly. Um, uh, this, uh, as well, I believe, is a document that. Uh, Johnson invited the NSIRA and NSACOP to look over as well as uh, opposition leaders who have received their clearance. I like that, just that, just that little subtle, mm, opposition, opposition leaders with security clearance will be allowed to see it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you know Elizabeth May and, and Jagmeet Singh and, and Eve, uh, they're going to go right for it, you know. Well, actually, Blanchette may not. No, Blanchetta is not. No, he won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the record already. I don't know if he'll change his mind, but uh, that's why I keep on saying BQ CPC coalition. Yeah. <laughs> A match made in hell. Mm. So um, I was just thinking, because you know that the, the smoke from the fires is, uh, is, is traveled all the way to Europe. Yes. That would be export A quality smoke. Because <laughs> it's from Canada, export Eh? That's how you can tell they're Canadian. Because it's an export, eh? Okay. I beat that horse to death. Export, eh? How'd you like the export, eh? (laughs) How's it going, eh? I love it. I love it. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) You go boom. Um, Other news. Um... Again, because we had so much news, we didn't have to get time to say it yesterday. But yes, the inflation uh, numbers were expected out. And uh, they came in with a huge drop um, because from March to April, it had gone up from 4.3 to 4.4, which then started causing some panic and then led the Bank of Canada to raise, to raise interest rates another quarter of a percent to 4.75. Uh, the Bank of Canada has come out to say that they'll probably stop at 5%. So they're planning another one at some point. I think they were planning it for July. Um, but uh, the inflation rate, the CPI, dropped a full 1%. Mm-hmm. Down to 3.4. Now, that's 
mostly on the back of fuel prices, which are down 18% over the past 12 months, which kind of makes PPs like, you're paying so much for carbon with that damn tax. Kind of look a kind of weird. Um, but food, unfortunately, and this is more proof, yet more proof, mm-hmm. right? That it's not Justin Trudeau's policies because core inflation is going down and food inflation is still at nine. Mm-hmm. Of course it is because they're greedy bastards. Uh, actually, turns out it seems not according to the Computation Bureau of Canada, but we'll get to that. Um, but we still have an ongoing war where climate change is not helping with agriculture. Um, there are still most supply things are being are okay, but uh, well, they're getting you know that that sort of has unclogged the supply route and supply chain stuff. But there's only what five companies that really control groceries in Canada for the most part. Yes, yes. We're not so, going to name them because you know. Oh, we'll talk about them specifically. Um, uh, Francis Donald of Manulife, uh, the chief economist for Manulife, says that inflation is moving in the right direction, but it's not because of any policy that's happened at home. It's because of the math of comparing this year's numbers to last year's numbers, when last year we were at the height of a major geopolitical conflict. So fuel price shocks resulting from the war in Ukraine have leveled out, but the Bank of Canada is looking at, uh, like I said, another quarter uh, point interest rate. Um, but that window for that hike is closing because everybody still is still talking about a recession coming at some point uh, later this year. Um, but we have things like, for example, going on um, in Florida, there's a disease that's decimating orange crops and therefore raising the prices of oranges. And there's nothing the Bank of Canada or Trudeau can do about that. And just like earlier this year because of avian flu. Um, there's so many chickens that had to be called that the price of eggs went crazy for a while. And then last year there was the price of lettuce that one point because of a drought so or, or, uh, or a pesticide infection, right? So, I mean, there are other reasons for which food is being singled out and that those prices are not going down. And it has nothing to do with any national government or an interest rate policy or, right, uh, with the possible exception of when we're talking about national government, uh, Putin, because, you know, Ukraine is kind of the world's breadbasket and he's still screwing things up there. Um, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation, which is an agricultural lobbying group in the United States for a party of 10, a family can expect to pay under $68 for a cookout. Or for a group of 10. But last year, that was $70. So it's only a 3% decrease. So it's the exact same thing in the States. While core inflation here has gone down from a high of 8.1% to 3.4%, food has only decreased 3%. It's, there are other things specifically affecting food. Now, yesterday's, uh, Yesterday, the Canada Competition Bureau uh, put out its report because they had been looking into price fixing inclusion, um, and uh, they they're recommending for the long run that the government should take steps to facilitate and attract foreign grocers to come to Canada. But they're saying that the greedflation claim wasn't really all that accurate. Overall, grocery store profit margins have increased only modestly over the last five years, and the sec. But they do say that the sector is too concentrated, with like you said, just five companies dotting mm-hmm. the landscape. Uh, uh, because even though we have lots of name of stores, they're all in the same company. So, for example, Loblaws has Fortinos and TNT. Sobeys also has Safeway and IGA. Metro also has Food Basics and Jean Coutu. So. Um, it seems that, and I, when they were talking about it earlier on, I was kind of trying to do the math in my head. If like all these costs have gone up X percent and then, you know, grocery stores say that their profits have gone up 10%. Well, that's, yeah, all that 10% was, was pretty much in flow through money that went for increased shipping and increased inventory and increased, you know, um, not increased inventory, but maybe unused inventory space while things weren't uh, 
weren't uh, weren't flowing uh, so well and uh you know fuel spikes and you know when something would happen something would shut down and then the price of something would spike very quickly so it seems that whatever was being passed on was just flow through for the most part it seems it uh, and um in the previous reports where they said where the grocery stores were making most of their profit were on selling non-grocery items. So when you go right. to those big Loblaws and you see that Drove Fresh section there or stuff like that, or uh, they have a pharmacy in there with it or things a like furniture that. furniture section, a houseware section, a household yeah. item section, a f- the pharmacy that sells all, all brand of um, toiletries, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So it, it, it seems that that's where the most of it came from. It's, listen, it's cold comfort because we've, you know, while that's going on, we still had like the bread price fixing thing. Mm-hmm. Another thing came down on that too, right? <laughs> Lately. Um, and a further decision. So it's, um, we're going to have to do something at some point because he was saying food is crazy and it's getting worse. We need collaborative solutions. That's absolutely. Um, I I read an article the other day uh, written in in the province of Newfoundland and Labrador about how they say food banks are a total failure of society. Uh, They don't help nearly enough people. And what we need to do is give people money instead. UBI. UBI. Period. It's, It's, yep. It's way less expensive. Um, way yeah. less expensive. Well, yeah, it's less administration, less just just give people money and let them make their own decisions. And again, we're a free society. You're allowed to make bad decisions with your money. And, and, and the money, to- where does the money come back to? The economy. You give people yeah. money to live, they're going to spend it on living. They're not hoarding it like rich people do. Mm-hmm. If Kit the Daily Beaver here going, I'm living comfortably off my beaver coin. <laughs> oh, I didn't know we. I didn't know we were crypto bros. Now have we minted something? We're crypto <laughs> it bros. So, oh my god! If we if the, if the kids had their way, it's like we'd be politicians. We'd have beaver coin. We'd have, mm. It would just be a beaver world. <laughs> Don't know that that would be a bad thing. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I think maybe the, the power would go to my head. <laughs> I hope not. Ah. <laughs> that would be terrible for the brand. I had someone call me out because uh, I had pronouns in my Twitter bio. I'm like, oh, yes. A no name, no face individual is picking on me because I have Twitter. I, I have a pronoun in my bio. Yes, a coward is yeah. trying to pick a fight with me. <laughs> yeah. So, I just, I just laugh because it's so pathetic. I know. They've got I nothing. I know. It's there. I, you know, like I said, I just keep on seeing them going. It's like, I just think like this is your life. Mm-hmm. And then I feel sorry for them. And then I move on and I enjoy my best life. All exactly. Right. <laughs> Um, Blaine Higgs, um, we, we've been talking on the show about a cabinet shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out the premier of New Brunswick needed one before the prime minister did. Oopsie. Well, I guess that's what happens when, uh, suddenly, um, you get a majority and, uh, you become drunk on your own power and then you think mm-hmm. that you have all the answers and, uh, you think, it's your job. Um, this is the irony. You think it's your job to be raising children for the parents when they keep on accusing the other side. Right? It's like, oh my mm. God. Like, we had this quote from him the other day that was like, I'm getting these talks of parents and, you know, oh, I, I have to fight. He said, it's not personal. I want you to know that this stuff is not personal, but I keep on thinking of my granddaughter and what she's learning in school and how her parents, how her parents, which would be uh, either 
my daughter, one of whom is either my daughter or my son, mm -hmm. uh, don't know what's going on in the schools. Um, you're the premier. Wouldn't they just ask you? Yeah. But it's not personal. No, 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 never. It's not his personal view, mm. but he thinks about his grand. It's not personal, but you're using a personal example. Of and course. then you're in this personal example. One of the parents doesn't know what's going on in the schools. And you're the premier. Can we and please stop electing dumb people? Please. Like. He's literally. So he's at this point. We so hoisted so high on this petard. Mm -hmm. They could go, it's not personal as it is very, very clearly personal because um, he's leading the charge and everyone's saying, don't do this. And go, well, apparently big daddy Blaine knows better. Of course he does. And, and we have like, like this is the party apparently not of like get government out of your life and give you back control of your life. And so this guy thinks it is his job as premier to make it the state's job to tell parents personal information about their children. But that personal information about their children belongs to him and the state to do with whatever they will to disseminate to it. But they're small government and they want to give you back control of your life. And, and, and Skippy went out and defended uh, that yesterday and said uh, the prime minister should stay out of this. Okay, stay out of this, but get into that. Take care of this, but ignore that. Again, flip-flop boy. He just never, never, Terrible flip-flop boy. Oh, it's brutal. This is brutal. He's such a little shit, Gibbon. I'd like... He had, he, the man is not fit to lead a one-car parade. He isn't. He's not. He has no leadership yeah. abilities. All he does is rage farm. He, he hates you. He hates this country. All he wants is money and power. Nothing more. I will say that till the cows come home. And guess what? I don't even see them in the field. That's how far away they are. So I'll be saying that for a long time because... He just wants money and power. He hates this country and he hates most of the people who live in it. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're a wealthy donor, he doesn't care about you at all. And then you got this twit. <clears throat> Garnet Genuous, who now has a new pro conversion therapy friend with Braden, who mm. just arrived, Cortage Lindgar, Lisgar. And he goes, like, Seamus O'Regan Jr. said, guys like Pierre Poliver, who is openly gay, Mm -hmm. part of the liberal cabinet guys like Pierre Paul ever talk a good game about freedom but not all kids are free to be themselves at home not all parents are accepting not all homes are safe schools can be schools should be and then Garnet goes the default presumption for liberals is that public institutions know more and care more about kids than do parents no it's not that's not what's being said here no the default presumption is that schools should be a safe place yeah. for children Period. Very clearly. A policy of excluding parents from important conversations about their kids is going to make kids less safe, not more. It's not a policy about excluding no. parents from a conversation. It's about deciding who gets to determine when the conversation should be had. You, the state, or the child when they're ready to tell their parents. Mm -hmm. It's not your decision. It's not your information. This does not belong to you. Keep your filthy hands off it. And number two, aren't you the guy again, let me remind myself, who tried to keep conversion therapy, which literally is torture, mm -hmm. conversion therapy of children, mm -hmm. legal for yet longer. And you're going to come and tell me that you care about, get the fuck out of here, you. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no. You can say all the Dripping, keeping raging just get go take that bs and gtfoh get the fuck out of here he's just a a hateful individual perhaps sit this one out you want to torture children don't come and tell me you care about children's safety sit this one out uh, that's what it boils down to
This is not your place. This is not your time. This is not your moment. Zip it. You know, it, it, it's, it's what Seamus O'Regan tweeted. Not all kids are safe at home. That's the thing. There are millions of people in this world who will tell you the moment they came out to their family that they were eliminated from the family. They may have gotten their ass beat. They were no longer a member of the family. They were probably thrown out into the street. And there are stories of this that I've, I've read and heard and watched confessionals about people talking about their coming out experience and how traumatic it was for them because they were suddenly ostracized from their own family. The people that are supposed to love and protect you and accept you for who you are no longer accept you for who you are because you finally revealed who you really are. So, yeah, Seamus O'Regan's got this one right. Garnet Genuous can get on his broom and fly the fuck out of here. I can't stand that little hateful little bastard. And that's what he is. He's a hateful little bastard. And apologies to his mother. He's a hateful little prick. How's that? Is that more suitable? I think he's a hateful asshole. He's a hateful asshole is what he is. Trying to find the right expletive here that won't trouble somebody attached to him. He's a hateful asshole, period. Period. And he doesn't care about children. He wants to torture them. Wouldn't that make him a groomer? I'm just asking questions. I'm sure it applies this way, but... Well, well I mean... Well, I mean, if, I mean, if you're talking about sending them to that boys camp or that, that boys camp in New Brunswick where they mm-hmm. teach you how to be a real man. Yeah. You come back after five days when you, you've dipped in a, the palm olive of masculinity. <laughs> you've soaked in it for five days. Madge, you're soaking in it. On another topic, um, I don't know if you knew about this, but um, the Ford government lost their appeal to keep the minister's mandate letter secret. Lost? They lost the appeal. They spent 30 million taxpayer dollars to keep their mandate letters about how they want to govern us, the people of Ontario, a secret. From us. From us. $30 million to keep a secret from us about how they intend to govern. So we're paying, we were paying, we were basically paying to have a secret kept from us. And then we had to pay again to get the secret told and then had to pay for the other side to try to still keep it a secret while we were paying to try to get the secret told to us. Now that court case, again, all the fees from that court case should be coming from party funds. I mean... But conservatives are fiscally Clearly. responsible, remember? <laughs> and they're brilliant at taking partisan expenses and finding a way to funnel it to the public. That was a partisan expense. Like this, the only reason you want to keep that say that quiet is not for our benefit, the public. It's for your benefit as a party. That should have been a party case. Mm. That's one of these things I wish, if we had more definite lines on that, there would be way fewer of these cases if parties had to fundraise to finance these things. I think they'd stop pulling that crap, right? It's basically PR through legislation, Mm -hmm. uh, through through litigation. Sorry. It's like, I'm going to go to court and I'm going to fight this carbon tax all the way to the Supreme Court. First year constitutional student could tell you that the government's in the right to do that. But no, I'm going to go through all three levels and I'm going to fundraise like hell off it. Um, but I'm going to go through all those three levels. And after we do, we do that for seven to 10 years, we'll go, oh, well, and then we'll just move on to the next thing. Oh yeah, triple E elected Senate. Oh, after 10 years, that didn't work. Okay, activist judges. Okay, well, that didn't work now. I guess, but there's it's always the same damn scenario. Because they always tell you that the constitution does the opposite of what it does and that they'll make it so. They like the EE said it. That was ten years of Harper telling us that one man, one man alone, him, mm-hmm. would be allowed to override the Constitution. 
that's a dictator and impose an EEE Senate. And everybody said he couldn't. And then he took it all the way to the Supreme court and the Supreme court slapped that down, but he raised money for 10 years. And then all of a sudden, nobody ever spoke of an EEE Senate ever again because they couldn't take it any further up. Yes. Now you got people talking about the 90 year mortgage. So, these people are not serious. I got to make a comment not about the 90 year mortgage. Okay. The longest amortization rate in Canada is 30 years unsecured with 20% down. That's the longest. The 90 year mortgage. Yeah. That's a European thing. That's a J Japanese thing. That's been going on for about 50 years, if not more. Whereas you, you don't ever actually pay off your house. Your children take your, you know, you leave your house to your children, they inherit the mortgage. This is very common in Europe. When I, you know, I met, I have friends throughout Europe and I tell them, how, you know, my buddy just, you know, finished paying off his house and they looked at me like I had two heads. Like what? Oh yeah. How old is your friend? Uh, 45. Yeah. He, he worked hard and paid it off early. He and his wife doubled up their payments and how can you pay off? I'm like, what do you mean? That's not that uncommon in Canada. Mortgage is only 25 years. You know, you renew every five for a better rate, hopefully. That's the extent of it. 25-year mortgage? What are you talking about? It's just not a, a concept that is is available to people in most of the rest of the world. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not outrageous that it takes place, but there are no 90-year mortgages in Canada. No, no. Banks don't issue 90-year mortgages. The, and the article to whom he's referring, because... He, there's an article mm -hmm. in his little clip there. Um, it doesn't say from what paper, but it says source. Oh, yeah, sorry. Source, Toronto Star, June 27th. Mm -hmm. So lenders now seeing 60, 70, even 90-year mortgages as Canadians struggle with rocketing interest rates. Says the thing. Now, I'm not, that's probably not a quote from the article. I didn't go and read the article, but that's probably not a quote. But it said that what the source is. And then there's somebody I'm going to have to take their word on it here, word for it, because I haven't seen the article mm -hmm. either. So, well, I read the article. It's not exactly as he's portraying it. Banks do not issue nine-year mortgages, but people may be locked into variable rate mortgages where the payment remains the same if interest goes up, but the amount to principal is reduced, thus having the effect of a 90-year mortgage. Mm, that's kind of different, don't you think? Yes. So basically, there's some people that might be making interest-only payments. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, and that's, I, I've, that's I've right. spoken that's, to people. That's, that's right, sir. Yeah, its rates are going up, that, which yeah. therefore extend. So, listen, it's not a great situation. No, but when times get tough, <laughs> then, <laughs> and we stretch the imagination. But it's not people going in applying for ninety-year mortgages yeah. either. It, it's when so, times get tough. Lies, people will do what fear, they have and to distortion. Do. You know, they'll do what they have to do, to, and if they have to just pay the interest for the time being, and not touching the principal for a short period, hopefully three years at the most until they're able to get back on their financial feet. Who knows, whatever the situation was that put them there, catastrophic illness, you know, you might've been out of work. There's a million different reasons as to why somebody would do that. And, and look, don't judge them. They're doing their best to keep their head above water. So if they're able to hang on to their house and all they can do is pay the interest on the mortgage, that sucks for them. And it's going to extend their, 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 uh, their term, but they're doing what they got to do. And, this asshole's making hay out of it. Yeah. Again, more political fentanyl. Yeah. Right into the veins. Lies, fears, and distortion. There you go, Genwell. No nuance, twisted details, panic mongering. Yeah. Or fear congering. Fear congering. Yeah. That's all they got. That's it. That's all they got. That's all they got. Ah, oh, man. Mm. They're exhausting. Mr. Grizzly. How are we doing on time? Uh, we got a couple minutes. Got a couple minutes. Got a couple minutes left. Okie dokie. Um, so yes, uh, we have uh, Blaine Higgs that uh, shuffled his cabinet, like we mentioned, um, because of the uh, his whole policy seven thirteen thing, uh, getting very arrogant, and he lost uh, Dorothy Shepard and then uh, Trevor Holder. Uh, so he's had to re replace them. Um, he still thinks that he is going to win this thing ultimately, but it. It just seems that there are so many people that are just tired of him being arrogant mm. uh, and ruling it like it's his own uh, his own little toy. So, um, 
I'm not going to break out the cabbage just yet. But, um... You might want to go and buy one. (laughs) (laughs) So you can have it ready to, like, put that little display. I did say (laughs) it wouldn't last until September, and I might... I could very well be proven right about that. Yeah. Well, now we're we're talking about we're talking about Skippy and Blaine now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they're both on their way out. Mm-hmm. Skippy, I'm not sure. He's he's a little more clever than your average bear. But, he's a deceitful, conniving little. Oh yeah. Given. Yeah, but I mean, this is what he does, right? Mm-hmm. It was like wrestling with a pig in mud. The pig enjoys it and is better at it. Uh, (laughs) um, there's been a flip-flop in Ontario Uh, Doug Ford uh, apparently uh, went from unmitigated disaster and um, things will be like God help Torontonians if a lefty got in there to um, yeah uh, people expect us to work together and that's what I'm going to do and Olivia Chow was like, meanwhile, the whole time said, yeah, I can work. Yeah. Yeah. I can work with Doug Ford. Sure. You know, it's like, you know, we have, we both love the city. So I'm sure there's common ground. Oh, that, and I think that's a true statement. They both love the city. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, it's, um, but what, whereas she has had, she got to maintain the same tone. He's had to do a what? <laughs> flip like that. Now, according, uh, to, potentially Andrea Horvath, it seems that it's uh, it may not be that much of a stretch that he might be okay to deal with because uh, she says that since she's become mayor of Hamilton, that dealing with Doug Ford has actually been quite positive. And you know, Doug Ford in the legislature once said about Horvath that listening to her was like nails on a chalkboard, right? Yes. So um, they seem to have kissed and made up a little bit. Apparently. Since then. <laughs> so we'll see uh what's going on but uh yep she he actually said like uh ford actually said about uh, olivia chow she's actually quite a nice person <laughs> Ooh, think dougie wants something turn on the charm i think so sorry i was just fixing <laughs> yeah well you never know <laughs> oh man that's so much fun I love this. Politics, the art of the possible. One day, God help us, it's going to be an unmitigated disaster. She's really a nice person. I think we can work very well together. <laughs> an article in the Toronto Star just posted two minutes ago. Canada is ill-prepared for disruption in oil and gas sector as mm-hmm. uh, uh, global demand is dropping and it's projected to drop. Demand for fossil fuels is projected to fall as nations work towards uh, a carbon-neutral economy by 2050. Do you realize that big oil uh, in in Alberta laid off 13,000 workers this year? Mm. Well, I shouldn't say just Alberta, but big oil laid off 13,000 workers. Yep. Yeah. A petrol-based economy is not one to last. It, it, it is on its way out. It's on its way out? Yeah. There's always going to be a need for some type of petrochemical industry, but Absolutely. Being, being the core, the backbone of anything, no. Like plastics, uh, plastics the, aren't going away anytime soon, and they're all oil-based, petroleum-based products, right? And and you go to a hospital, right. and there's so much petroleum-based product in the average hospital, it's it's beyond belief. That's not right. changing anytime soon. But using fossil fuels or big oil to to power our vehicles and our homes, and that is going away. Mm-hmm. It is disappearing. Absolutely. Absolutely. A couple extra tidbits. Um, Here's one uh, that uh, we'll make. Well, we'll give um, people who like justice um, a good feeling. Um, This is from the States, but uh, the 23-year-old suspect who was accused of fatally shooting five people and injuring 19 others at a Colorado LGBTQ nightclub last year Mm -hmm. pleaded guilty to five counts of first-degree murder. Wow. He will serve five consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. Also pleaded to 46 counts of attempted murder with 48-year consecutive sentences, each totaling, so totaling when you put put them together, totaling 2,208 years. 
pleaded no contest to bias motivated crimes. So he did shoot them because mm. they were gay. But, 2,000 years. <laughs> 2,208 years plus five consecutive life sentences. Oh, so, yeah. So, you know, it's like no possibility parole. He'll be dead, but his sentence is technically still on the books, right? Right. Right. Uh, Colorado abolished the death penalty in 2020. Um, there are some people upset about that in this case. Um, I can't do death penalty in any, no. in any circumstance for me. No. Um, even though there might be some people who deserve it and this he pleaded guilty to something heinous, whatnot, and it seems that like there's no doubt. So I can see a case. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. This would be the type of case if it was. Absolutely no doubt you confessed you know, and all of that. But it's still taking a life. Um, well, it's but also way more expensive those, to, to, to try and execute him because of the, yeah. the uh, unlimited appeals process, right? Yeah, right. Which we pay for. Um, it could still be, uh, still result in death penalty because these were state charges and there are federal charges and the death penalty can be applied in a federal mm -hmm. case and the FBI has confirmed that investigation is underway there. Uh, but yeah. That's, uh, you know, here, here's, let's see, if, let's see if these types of sentences are consistent for these types of things. So, so part of my take on, on, on the death penalty, along with it, it makes no sense as far as I'm concerned. It's also fiscally irresponsible, but also it lets the murderer off the hook. Hmm. He gets out easy, right? Yes. Instead of putting him in prison where he'll rot for the next, you know, the remainder of his days. He gets off easy. He doesn't have to suffer anymore. So, yeah. anyway, that's my take on it. It just—I yeah. I think it's cruel and unusual punishment to to put somebody to death with the state to do it. Number one, number two, it's too—it's not cost effective. Period. It's just not. It's not. It's too expensive. Yeah. You could lock them up for a hundred years, and it's cheaper. Yeah, and I'm a big believer in as well. Like you said, when you get off earlier, I don't care when it comes, but at some point that when it's you, you, you yourself in a mirror moment is going to happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. At some point. And you know what you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll have his. So some people that moment comes earlier than others, but. Yeah. It usually comes to everybody at some point, you know. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, Let's see, what else do I have here? Oh, uh, the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Commission is asking you if you live or have lived in the Scarborough area in the last year or so, and you have some old lottery tickets, check them. Somebody check them today. Something? Check it out. This is a $70 million Lotto Max prize. That's about That was expire. one about a year ago. Yes, it must be claimed today, absolutely, or it will expire and the money will go back in the pot. It would become the largest unclaimed prize, lottery prize in Canadian history. There's somebody out there. And if you happen to have lost the ticket, but you remember buying it, and let's say that you play these numbers regularly, you know that these are your mm -hmm. numbers. There are certain things on the ticket that only the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Commission can know. So, for example, if you know where, where you bought it, what store, around what time, what, right. you know, that type of stuff. So if you don't have that, you can still claim your price if you happen to have lost it, but check. Well, check, check, it check, could, check. It could also be a case of the, the purchaser has perished and somebody, they were cleaning That's out their true. stuff and just, oh, and tossed it because. Also. Right? So somebody threw That's away $70 definitely. million. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but yeah. it's funny to me. We got to wrap up. I got to get going. <laughs> I like when you go, it's funny, do you? <laughs> uh, that's the end of this episode of Daily Beaver Morning Show. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Remember that sharing is caring, word of mouth is priceless, so let your peeps and poops know about us. And because democracy is something that you do, if you can take a moment to donate to the Red Cross to help our brothers and sisters who uh, are being devastated by fires, um, that would be the right neighborly thing to do. So, good on you. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network as well as all Beaver Grizzly friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are appreciated. Thank you so much. Oh, great show, lads. Thank you, Kit Ellen. Oh, 
Thanks. That's such a sweet comment. We'd love to hear from you, so please reach us on our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, our Twitter feed at True Eager, or by email via TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com. And you could subscribe to us via our pod page, podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And that's that little squiggly down at uh, right down uh, beneath my microphone in my chin. <laughs> there you go. Why not also subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel? That helps us out big time. So when you smash those buttons, as Kit Elaine says, there you go, right on cue. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, if you smash both the like and the subscribe buttons, particularly the subscribe button, that really, really helps us out. We can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel that we've done a particularly good show, um, that little squeakly right by Mr. Grizzly's head underneath the timer that shows that we are indeed live uh, is where, if you scan that, that will bring you to our emergency hydration fund page where um, things like coffee and Caesars and Guinness and sometimes farm boy gluten-free ice cream chocolate chip cookies are chocolate cook ice cream sandwiches are purchased to help us produce this for you. I mean, we could pay our internet fees, but <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so if you're, uh, if you're watching, uh, you can scan that little squiggly. And if you're listening, you go to our coffee page, ko-fi.com slash Eager Beaver, all in one word, lowercase letters, and make your donation. Yes, Rainbow Wine, Miss Sedeka. <laughs> we also buy Rainbow Wine. Uh, all right. Uh, from the Beaver Lodge, this is your Eager Beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind to and gentle with yourself. And by the way, uh, if all you kids have been sending me good vibes for tennis, it worked. I finally won my first match of the season and beat the guy. Nice. Be the guy. I've been playing for four years. So we played the rematch like this. this it was, I lost 8 6 that first day, but we ended up 4 4 and said, you know what? You deserve it. So boom. Yes. <laughs> Not a fluke. Uh, Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom before you go? <sighs> Try and be kind. Try and be kind. Some days it's difficult. I understand that. I'm having a difficult day with my kindness today, but I'll do my best to do it because life is short and it's better to be happy and joyful than it is to be angry. Hmm. After considering all the alternatives, I've decided on optimism and happiness. It just seemed the best course. All right, Chris Grizzly, roll them credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. burst out laughing during the credits because I saw the comment from Mystic Al. Nobody beats Douglas 18 times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, kids, another programming note uh, for uh, our Canada Day uh, episode. So come for that. Uh, Now, I know I've promised three times over the last two weeks that I'm going to be appearing on Dean's show. It is today. And we have this Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Matt Damon dance going on i keep on getting bumped <laughs> um so i'm told it is going to be today but i'm not going to promise it because fourth time's a charm <laughs> but apparently today it's going to happen so fingers crossed that it actually does
All right. Have a great day. See ya. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.